0: This is an RNZ podcast. More live sport than you've ever heard before and will make sense of it every day for you, 24-7, every single day. SENZ pledges to enrich the lives of a sports fan in New Zealand. Made for you from five broadcast hubs, Auckland, Wellington, Christchurch, Hawke's Bay and beyond.
1: That was Craig Hutchison, the chief executive of SEN, the Australian media company, preparing to launch a brand-new sports radio network here this coming week, SENZ. And there, Hutchie, as he's known in media circles across the Tasman, was telling reporters in Auckland that the new network would launch the 19th of July. Now, at that event in Auckland, one of the SENZ's front-rank hosts, former cricketer-turned-career broadcaster Ian Smith, said that strong opinions would be a big part of the mix for the new network.
0: I want to give people the opportunity to ring up and and vent their spleen if they're angry.
1: And soon after, another key host for SENZ, Rugby World Cup winner Stephen Donald, also mentioned some key behind-the-mic people.
0: We're lucky to have Lash as our uh, producer. He's going to keep things upbeat, and uh, he's given me five minutes a week where I can get real serious on rugby, so that's uh, that's about it. it. So uh, we're looking forward to it. We can't wait to work with you and then of course uh, Jason Pine to follow. We welcome Jason this morning overtime with Jason Pine at 7 every night. Uh, ladies and gentlemen of the media, have you got any questions for anyone of the SENZ team on stage, we'd be happy to take your questions.
1: But this past week there have been questions from the media for SENZ when those two people mentioned there didn't even make it to the liftoff of SENZ this coming week. And in one case that was because of a strongly held opinion on sport. Last weekend, news leaked out that SENZ's content director and nighttime host, Jason Pine, a radio sport and news talk ZB stalwart for many years, had already resigned. Nothing sinister at play, he told his Twitter followers. You try lots of things in life, some fit and some don't. But last Tuesday, Stuff reported that SENZ had already parted ways, in its words, with producer Sam Casey, nicknamed Lashes, last weekend. Now Sam Casey is a multimedia producer, previously part of NZME's rural radio show The Country and an in-house presenter for the Highlanders rugby franchise. We welcome here the Waratahs who we played in the semi-final last year and we know how that went down. And another of Sam Casey's gigs was a column in the monthly magazine Rugby News, published by Christchurch-based Star Media, which is owned by Allied Press, the Dunedin-based publisher of the Otago Daily Times. In the July issue of Rugby News, Sam Casey argued that men's rugby was a necessity that brings in money, while women's rugby doesn't and is a luxury in the post-COVID era. And he also said that national women's teams and the Farrah Palmer Cup competition were nothing but a cost, and while he was at it, he called women's players girls. And while New Zealand rugby invested what he called hush money in women's rugby, he said it hadn't silenced the advocates for women's rugby, whose calls for financial backing Sam Casey described as constant noise. Sam Casey also said that elite level men's rugby players were annoyed about resources supporting the women's game in tight times, though he didn't name any. But he did single out one rugby player, Alice Soper, an advocate for women's rugby, who he said was detached from reality. Well, this week, sportscaster and writer Scotty Stevenson, also known as Sumo, called Casey's column a rambling, shambolic manifesto direct from the Middle Ages. And he went on to say...
0: If SENZ promised to hail a new, more enlightened era of sports talk radio
1: in New Zealand, Sam Casey could not have hit a more off-key note. And SENZ itself, evidently... Agreed. That statement issued to Stuff last Tuesday said the views expressed by Sam Casey are inconsistent with our values of equality, respect, and inclusiveness. And
0: while everyone's entitled to an opinion, the tone and language used in this instance were highly disrespectful to New Zealand's female sports athletes and our desire to stand with all New Zealand sports and its performers as an inclusive platform of respect.
1: And they also urged Sam Casey to learn more about the evolution of women's sport around the world. quite a termination notice. But was one opinion in a monthly mag for subscribers really a sacking offence for a new sports broadcaster? Well, on Tuesday, RNZ's Wallace Chapman put that to Alice Soper herself on the panel.
0: Oh, look, like I, that was never my intention, right, in terms of sharing it. I was just like, can we all have a bit of a laugh at how uh, old school this thinking is from a young man's mouth? Um, but it wasn't, you know, I wasn't like, yeah, let's get him and, and get the guy cancelled, but was wanting that to be a learning um, opportunity for him. But obviously his bosses have decided otherwise uh, and have decided to cut his contract, which, mm. hey, I guess if you don't move with the times, you're going to be left behind at some point.
1: And soon after, Alice Soper actually expressed a little sympathy for Sam Casey on News Talk ZB's drive show.
0: So, look, it's not uniquely his, and I do feel sorry for him that he's been the fall guy for basically a bunch
1: of um, old ideas. Indeed, similar sentiments were expressed on the now-defunct radio sport by the hosts occasionally, and more often in the past, and more crudely, by callers and commentators. Over the years, radio sports copped criticism for being too blokey, with few female voices and not a lot of women's sport on the air. So when SENZ was first mooted, we asked one of its big name and longest serving hosts, Gerard Whateley, would SENZ be the same?
0: The stronghold historically and internationally of what sports radio has been has been, I think it's 25 to 39 year old male. And we have tried to lift the horizons on that front. If you limit your conversation and pitch only to that blokey idea of what sport has been in the past, then you are frankly living in the past. I would feel absolutely confident knowing the people who are going to be on air. That's not what you would hear.
1: It's likely Sam Casey didn't hear that response. Sam Casey told Stuff this week that he penned that piece to ruffle feathers before he even started with SENZ, and he told Stuff he didn't resile from the views he expressed but admitted it wasn't his best work. The mistake was rushing
0: through it without giving too much of a second thought. One strike and you're out is certainly an interesting way to go about things, though.
1: Indeed it is, especially these days when media organisations tend to follow the HR playbook just like other big businesses. Back on RNZ's panel last Tuesday, guest Jenny Morton, who's a financial advisor, thought that SEN was within its rights to show Sam Casey the door over those 800 ill-judged words. But it's just in an, an opinion of a his. Yeah, it is an opinion, and, and it just was such an extreme view. If he's put his employer in disrepute, which essentially he has by these comments, because he's working for a sports network. He's not working, you know... Somewhere where sport and his job are not related. He is working for a sports network and therefore his opinion on sport will count. But while it's not unknown for columnists to lose their gig for airing controversial and contested views, it's not at all common for journalists to lose their jobs over something they've written or said elsewhere, which isn't actually abusive, defamatory or especially harmful, just unpopular and not very good. Wallace Chapman's fellow panellist that day, Crispy Kyra, a journalist turned PR person who's done a fair bit of reputation management and crisis communications for clients over the years, also reckoned SENZ had been a bit hasty. His bosses seem to be very quick to to chuck a young fella who was three weeks into a job, you know, out the door. I wonder whether they would have done the same for some of the named stars that work for SENZ at the same time, who, you know, have had have very strong views of their own. But I prefer to go for the learning experience and teach a young guy to, hey, actually, what the hell were you thinking? Let's do better next time. But the thing is, though, this was the next time. Three years ago, working for NZME's radio show The Country, the Herald's website carried regular columns by Sam Lashes Casey under the tagline, Lashing Out. And in June 2018, he wrote a very similar piece, headlined, The Harsh Truth About Women's Rugby. It began like this. Is it going to take the sky to fall, a meteorite to hit, an apocalypse to happen for people
0: to realise that pay parity in sport isn't a gender issue?
1: Well, self-evidently it is an issue with gender at its heart, but Sam Casey went on to say he'd had just about enough of people claiming the pay differences between genders and sport was solely down to female versus male. And he went on to say...
0: I know it's 2018 and the PC brigade are out in full force, but New Zealand rugby is a business, not a charity. Sugarcoat it, dance around the subject, blow the trumpet, do whatever you like, but people just genuinely aren't interested in it.
1: Well back then there was no backlash, but three years on people are more interested in what Sam Casey had to say, including his new and now former employers, who it seems care a little more about what they're prepared to air. There were questions too this week for Rugby News, which it answered on Twitter, which isn't always the best place to make a considered and nuanced response to criticism. First it said this.
0: Rugby News ran the column in the interests of free speech, but the tone and language would have benefited from further changes to reduce the harm it has caused.
1: And in tweet two, Rugby News said it shouldn't have published that column and added this. We
0: apologise for any unforeseen hurt felt by our audience, in particular to Alice
1: Soper. Well, the impact was, of course, entirely foreseeable for rugby news. As Sam Casey himself said, ruffling feathers was the aim of this particular turkey. And Sam Casey himself could have foreseen that singling out an articulate and motivated adversary in Alice Soper was likely to mean he'd ended up having to defend something that, by his own admission, he didn't put much time or thought into. Indeed, he later told Stuff he penned the whole thing on his phone in 20 minutes while waiting for the inter-Islander ferry. On its own website, Rugby News talks a good game when it claims our stable of writers include the majority of the nation's top scribes whose wealth of experience shines through in their writing. Now whether that column really caused harm or significant hurt is debatable. Irritation, exasperation and some anger would be about the size of it because it's all been said before and he is far from the only person with a media profile who turns in poorly written and thought out columns these days in our media even, in his case, after more than three years to practice. So perhaps it's time that editors who care about their publications sent some of these columns back and told their writers to do better before handing over the cheque. And if they can't, they should get contributors who can.